It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ash Millman. Oh, I, oh, oh, I didn't expect to come to this side. I go left and right every time, Do you? Ash. Just usually you sit on that side and Josh sits on that side. It's not even Even true. though he's determined that he doesn't. <laughs> not going to matter to the audio people, but hello. Hello, hello, hello. hello, hello. I'm Josh Brown. Hello. Hello. Now, I don't know what <laughs> made me think of this. I think I was doing some article or some video the other day about like weird sort of quandaries in games and whatever it was. Oh, it was. I did things when gaming got too real. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like, you know, things like that. And I started thinking about all these weird sort of questions that are in games like impossible quandaries moralistic sort of choices mm-hmm. philosophical things um, that are just really fun to get to sort of get lost in or whatever so we've, put, we've pooled our resources we put our brains together and we've had we've got something like eight different like really hard questions that have came from video games uh, maybe a little bit more and um, we might not get through all of them but um, I'm just going to sort of put these out and we'll just talk yeah. through them because we're brainy nerdy people and we can figure it all out so oh, don't worry SMRT SMRT <laughs> SMRT so yeah the uh, the first one is from The Walking Dead uh, season one um, which is I'm not going to mostly try and stay away from spoilers as well I'm going to and I present these questions in the abstract. And we did do a video ages ago uh, called Video Games That Force You to Answer Impossible Questions uh, on the main channel on YouTube if you want to go and check that out. Um, but yes, the first one kind of comes from The Walking Dead Season 1, which I think both of you guys played anyway. Yes. Um, but there is the bit where you have to um, go and take some food. You come across this uh, this car that's full of a bit of food and you've got kind of, you know, you and your platoon. And it's like, do we leave the food, nice, lovely little bit of food that could sustain us? Or do we leave it for the people that are going to be assumedly coming back to the car? What would you guys do in that scenario? It's an apocalypse. Do you take some someone else's food do you prioritize yourself over anybody else take the food and go take the food and go good lord Ash. take Josh. the food and go it's an apo- you, you've answered it yourself you said it's an apocalypse mm. you take the food and go you've got mouths to feed it's not just you you've got a couple of friends you've got a small child mm. they might have a small child but you know what I don't know that for sure. I don't it's care. not Clementine, is it? There so. is no empirical evidence to suggest that that is a family at that moment in time. So well, therefore, therefore, the, the, food, the amount of food does. Yeah, and well, also that it's a family car. Like, yeah. well, 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 it's the post-apocalypse, so it, maybe, it's, like maybe we, it's a brand new um, band of scavengers who have stolen a family <laughs> car and are pretending to be a nice, wholesome family, and they're just gathering all the food that they steal off the people they kill. You don't know that that is not the case at the time. This literally sounds like we've stolen the food and you're trying to justify <laughs> it. <laughs> we didn't know it was a family. It could be, could be one large man true you're only dooming one life I would say that I think I would also take the food um, because I think that I want to live a bit longer and as yep. we'll get to in one of these later questions I always prioritise the things that I love right? not not the randoms it's, that I don't I suppose the, the, the other question is what did you do in the game because when you're in, I think your decisions in a video game are kind of different from what you would do in real life because mm. in a video game in that situation I'm thinking ooh how is this going to come back and bite yeah, me yeah. in the butt later yeah, on yeah. down the road or what would you know 
I ideally do in this what situation? What would Lee do? If really, yeah, what would Lee do if I, I was like a really good person on the inside, which <laughs> I am not when it comes to that situation. That's always the I'm thing stealing it. in games because it's always like, what I do, do you do what you would do or do you try and live the, the role of the character that they've given you? I always think that games struggle with that stuff because if they've set a character up well, mm. for me, I can only really make a decision as me, like, you know, quote unquote, like the real me, if it's an if it's like a blank slate avatar, if mm. I can kind of project mm. myself into it or if it's a customizable character. Usually if it's someone like in GTA 4 with Nico, I was always like, well, what would Nico do? It makes sense to take out this this enemy that he has or whatever, yeah. as opposed to like if it was me and someone was dangling off a ledge of a building, I'd probably mm -hmm. help them back up. Yeah. But like, yeah, I always think that games kind of go back and forward on that stuff. Yeah. But do you think that like, did that influence Ooh. you in the, in the game too? In the game, oh, I, I debated over for ages. I was like, should I leave it? Should I not? The thing is, what, we're doing, what you would do in an ideal situation is you wouldn't take all the food. You take some and leave them like uh, enough yeah. behind. Like you take half their food or something. Like you take enough to keep Slice you going. Tomato and yeah, exactly. So like yeah. that would be the, the realistic way around rather than take all or take none. Um, so that would be probably my real life caveat. Mm -hmm. But like when it comes to games, it's it's like you say, it's like you want to be able to play a character that you wouldn't normally be though, I think mm. as well. So there's like a, like aspects of me that I might want to like play out, like be an absolute dirk head the mm. whole time. Or, um, you got a cute PC. Yeah. We're on we're on YouTube. Yeah, a dirk head. Or uh, be uh, or be real real nice because I'm not real real nice. So like get, get to have the, the whole <laughs> angelic side. Be like, oh, what happens if you're nice to everyone? Uh -huh. So yeah, I I try to go off my own decisions, but then sometimes if I'm like a little bit curious, mm. I'll have a little. little See, I don't uh, like I said. I'm going to stay mo mainly away from spoilers for more recent games. But I think for The Walking Dead, um, keeping it sort of slightly vague, I don't know what the game does if you leave the food because that does play back into it does, something you that ha happens. You later. have to take it. I think uh, someone else. I think someone else goes, Lee, you idiot. <laughs> You're not looking after us. This is going to matter later, so yeah. you should probably take it. Um, fair enough. The next one down is Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, this only came out a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. and this this sort of question is genuinely my favorite question that gaming has ever posed, and I had it at number one on the top of that gaming, gaming's got real list thing. Um, but for people who haven't played through all of Horizon Zero Dawn, mainly okay, Ashley Milmar, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to talk around this thing. Um, but mainly, it's the sort of general sort of idea of how much can we be trusted with our own past, about passing on the uh, the knowledge of what went before. Mm. The idea that, um, you know, say you had the... Um, you know, architect. Like, you know, I don't know. Nebulous sort of scenario. You, you're giving a new civilization access to all the knowledge of everything that came before. Um, do you do that or do you hold back? Because the general sort of question is, can we trust a fresh humanity, a fresh sort of civilization with all the knowledge of went before? Thinking, assuming that they'll learn from the mistakes of the past or will they just replicate them? Have you just given them the ability to make firearms or make nuclear bombs? Or they're just, you know, get, saying like, oh, by the way, we know that fire's hot. Do they then go and make fire? Or do they know to stay away from it? Well, How much do we trust that, ourselves? That's quite a good analogy there because mm. even though someone tells you that fire is hot, you still put your hand on the stove exactly. or touch the oven like I used to do as a kid all the time because I just wanted my chicken nuggets in time. Yeah, but right. uh, like, like, like exactly so if you get... Hold on, sorry. Why what? are you cooking chicken nuggets on a fire? Yeah, you weirdo. No, in the oven, I said. No. In my <laughs> oven. In the oven. Stop touching the outside of the oven, Josh. No, I want to put my head like just go inside and just take them out. Anyway, this is not the moral code you whether it's or not, not I'm going to eat the chicken nuggets. Josh's impossible question. <laughs> what I was trying to say is even if you even if someone tells you that something is hot, something mm. is dangerous, you unless yourself. you have first hand sort of like an account of it, you're probably going to replicate it uh -huh. just because, you know, who are these idiots who tried it before? Yeah. They must have been dead and wiped out for a reason. Oh, yeah. they don't so, have any nuggets. They've so. they got no nuggets. <laughs> yeah, these so, nuggets right here. I think it's 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 a it's a tricky one because it it's on the assumption that kind of history and what you're inheriting is kind of objective truth in the mm. first place, which is probably not true. It's probably got its own agenda and biases mm -hmm. that you're not privy mm -hmm. to. And I feel like that is just kind of volatile in the wrong hands if you give it to 
new civilization, how they interpret that text and how mm, they, you mm. know, deal with those issues without the first-hand experience Even of them. Even if you remove that, because there is, like, yeah, the whole history is written by the victors and that can, like, shape different things mm. and whatever. Even if you go down just, here's a list of things that happen. Here is how to build, how to make buildings, how just to make like roadways. objectively. Yeah, like, you know, here is how to, like, establish commerce and, like, how, like, this is what currency was and, like, whatever, and this is how we kind of did it. Like, those things, that, like, you know, file of information, like, is that something that is more... Part, like, is it better that humanity starts afresh? I don't or, know. This seems yeah. quite. I feel like this is quite an easy question because, like, knowledge is power, baby. So, like, <laughs> what if that knowledge is a bomb? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> j- Ash, what if it was a bomb? An actual bomb. <laughs> oh my god! But the thing is, it's not like you're just going. Ah, here's a recipe for bomb making. You're going. Well, oh, you this would. Is, is that what you do? Do yeah, you not everything. just? Yeah, but you'd go, look at all these times bombs were bad. Mm-hmm. We don't like But they've bombs. never tried one before, so they'd have to go out, like, in using Josh's analogy, they'd yeah. have to go make one themselves. But would it not be better for them to have a controlled experience of what a bomb is and be able to utilise that knowledge and go, okay, well, what this says is true, we can then learn from it and build upon well, it further. Theory, but, then, yeah. I, 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 we're all talking um, everything <laughs> here. <laughs> but, um, go on. I, I don't know, I just think... I just think... It is good to share knowledge. I just think I think that's how civilization mm. gets further than it has been before. If you don't give them anything, they can only get to a certain point that we've already reached, and it might go in a completely different, uh, more volatile, crazier reaction than before. I get the whole thing that like giving someone the recipe for a bomb would be bad. A really big bomb. Because it's like um, <laughs> the biggest bomb, man. You've never seen it. It's like Fight Club. Uh, I think before they um, cut it, there was actually so much information in there that it could teach you how to make homemade bombs. So they right. had to like cut it so that it wasn't quite as explicit in how to blow people up mm-hmm. um, because they didn't think the general public would be benefiting from having that information. So it, it's it's like that. It's like censored censored mm. knowledge. Again, in, in the real world, you'd give censored knowledge, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd well, that's balance the question, it. right? Like, that's the thing. It's like, do you, yeah, do you give like a fresh a fresh version of humanity, yeah. all these things, all the good with all the bad, trusting yeah. human nature to not delve into the bad stuff and learn from the mistakes? Or do we just need to be saved from ourselves? It's uh, such a tricky one, man, because mm. like, I suppose humanity itself is like culture and history and knowledge mm. and all that stuff that like you passed down throughout like like you know from your parents and your grandparents and your ancestors and stuff like that but then the kind of idea in this context of horizon zero dawn of kind of like starting afresh having like a clean mm. break that is that's kind of tantalizing to see mm. what would happen you know after that if you didn't have all of this you know it's a it's a it's the same world you kind of like grew up in but it's different because there's robot dinosaurs all over the place and not everyone <laughs> knows what you know why they're there what mm. they are it's sort of a different environment and yet still familiar. So you would imagine that things would branch off in totally different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of exciting to see where that would go without the burden of, you know, everything being explained. My thing as well mm-hmm. is that, because I remember Ricky Gervais said this, and it's just like that idea that like, if you, you know, if you, if you like in this scenario, if you, like, all the religions would go away because all those original texts would go away if you didn't get passed on. But all the scientific facts would remain the same because all the tests would turn out the same. Whereas like all the religions would- they But they'd make whole... a new religion, surely? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, if, if humanity chose to think that way again, but like, yeah, assumably they would. But I think like, that's like an interesting thing like that would be a way to sort of wipe the religious slate clean but then all the fact-based stuff remains or comes back or whatever Ooh, i don't know I, I think we're inherently idealistic and you got to mm. say look this is what all of this was be better like I, I don't know i think you would definitely give them the information I think you have way more faith in human nature than i do well i don't know but if i gave you a recipe for a bomb would you go and make one like 
I wouldn't, but I think that like the like the, the human, mo- most people wouldn't. I think oh, I think human cu- oh, I don't know. I think human curiosity would. Human curiosity would win out, especially in like a, a more underdeveloped uh, society or whatever. If you're starting off fresh, like mm-hmm. a fresh group of humans being like, here's all these tools. But I just think they would learn quicker. I think they'd make mm-hmm. some the same mistakes, but they'd learn quicker from them because mm-hmm. they'd have a guideline to go by. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just, yeah, I just think if you want civilization to get further, if you want humanity to get further and do different things, then you've got to give them the info. It's like if aliens came down and, and gave us everything. <laughs> like we're talking like a rival level, like give us all this access to space and time and all that sort of Very thing giant like bomb. yeah like that yeah yeah like a like a big giant bomb. <laughs> if they came <laughs> in and gave us all of this uh, all of this stuff the rate that we'd progress and what we could do with it is like infinitesimal oh like yeah it. of course and giving that opportunity to someone else uh, another society as well as all the bad things that went wrong and say don't do this one mm-hmm. at least. Then I, I don't know. I just think that's interesting. No, no. I, uh, I like if it's, if it's if it's me, I totally come down on the same side. Mm. I think that we we benefit from the obviously the like learning from the mistakes of the yeah. past. I just the way that it's presented in Horizon when you finally get to that point and whatever, it's just that idea that we can't be trusted with our own mistakes yeah. and that maybe the only way to like I use the nuclear bomb example. Maybe the only way to remove the knowledge of what uh, the nuclear bomb was mm. was to, is to completely delete it and then like you wait X amount of time until someone stumbles upon that formula again. Yeah. Um. And that like and that grace period mm. is like. With everything being removed or whatever. I would do an option that isn't in the game. Here I is. would siphon off all of the core information, put them in key texts, otherwise known as tombs, and I would uh, put them in a cave, and I would make an Indiana Jones-esque series of challenges that you have to overcome <laughs> to get the texts, and then whoever gets it has the right to do with that information whatever they want. Oh, but God, they've got to so you're making tyrants. No, this, this, this <laughs> no a, I'm making skilled adventurers. You're actually. making Assassin's Creed. That's Assassin's Creed. That's Assassin's Creed law. Well, well if, it's, Josh. if it's good for Assassin's Creed, it's good for me. <laughs> it could work. Josh, what's your final thoughts on what you would do? I would not like the knowledge. The, um, to be the one making this decision because it sounds well, really tough. hard. Ash has made some really good points and I do think that in a real, like, in an ideal situation, that would be the best, yeah. you know, mm-hmm the best um, outcome for it but I do not trust humanity as a whole <laughs> especially the humanity in Horizon Zero Dawn who have ah. kind of gone off the rails and a lot of like the tribes are really really bad to inherit that is and that not because they didn't have cool stuff though I don't think so <laughs> I think that's like a comment on human nature and that people are maybe not maybe good. if they knew to butter toast they'd calm the hell down well how you, that, well you're right, but what if the toast was a bomb, Scott? Well, that's what I'm thinking. You need a knife to butter toast. Well, they can, assuming they'll figure out the knife, but they don't know how to slice the, the good stuff to make the good slice breakfast. Slice the bombs! <laughs> slice the nukes. Um, but yeah, these are, these are all open ask questions that you guys can let us know what you think down in the comments open below. Ask, open ask questions. <laughs> open cheek questions. Close it. Or can find us on uh, social media as well. But... Next one down is, uh, this is more particular, we can do this one a bit quicker because it's more specific for Game of Thrones fans to give it the sort of resonant weight that it needs. Um, in the Game of Thrones game, the Telltale one at the very beginning, um, you play as the, uh, I think they're called uh, the Forrester family or you yeah. play as yeah. this new uh, new family and uh, Ramsay Bolton comes in to check in on you and anyone who knows Game of Thrones knows that Ramsay Bolton is one of the most immaculate flecks of excrement in the history of entertainment. And so in the game, um, you know, they have him sort of like dominating the room that he's in and you can have conversations with him and he starts to uh, abuse and I think he actually like gets quite physically violent with your sister. Yeah. Um, and you can choose whether or not to step in or not. Um, that's pretty much the question is like knowing what Ramsey Bolton is, knowing that you're going up against this force that will have ram- um, repercussions for your family and everything else, would you still step in and defend against the bully? I would. 
But I'm Ash, kill Ash, myself. Ash is, Ash is looking, you know, she's like, whoa, she's just like, what's let going them on? die. No, you can tell me your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, well, mine would be that. I would, I would totally step in and I would save the person, even though um, I would then get lose legs and stuff. Well, mm. it's it's interesting, right? Because obviously we we have knowledge of who Ramsey Bolton is. Or mm. if you watch the show or read the books, you sort of know who Ramsey Bolton is and how horrible he is. But also that makes me want to do it more because I know how much of a uh, dick he is <laughs> in, in that show so any any little one up against him any little sort of act of aggression or act of defiance I want to take even That's though I, I probably game, will yeah. get absolutely butchered for it in yeah. the long run and it won't you know reflect well I feel mm. like you know stand up to bullies in that situation and who you know the foresters they're made for the I think they're made for the game I think. oh yeah they're new yeah, yeah. they're mm-hmm. new made for the game mm-hmm. you know what I don't have a true investment in that <laughs> family so think, use like, them to you know rebel against uh, the bolt. Considering the um, the power structures as they are in Game of Thrones, and we know that like people can get killed left, right, and center for just doing one thing wrong, um, it's way harder to go up against Ramsay Bolton. Yeah. Um, but like, because you are you are nigh on dooming your own family, like your entire bloodline and everything, which is Ooh. maybe where Ash comes in. I mean, I think, I think we should stand up to Ramsay Bolton, yeah. but but surely it's not better to bide your time because you you like he's your your master or whatever in mm-hmm. this scenario <laughs> he's uh he's like your your overseer or whatever and you're there just being like oh yes i'm a little boy and um <laughs> i don't know it might be better to wait until you've got more power like he's going to do that whether you want him to or not because he's ramsey mm-hmm. bolton he's gonna he's gonna do whatever the hell he likes mm-hmm. uh so it might be better to take it all in and go right I'm going to get you back, Ramsey. And I will not lose my leg right now, mm. but later you shall feel the sting of my wrath. Like. You're right, Ash. I'm, I'm, I'm being brought around to this because Galaxy Brain, the smartest people in Game of Thrones, they always they always bit their tongue and waited waited for the right moment. Then they got counts. killed. No, no, no. Well, no. Some people did. Cersei, for instance. Right. She was really good at this. Mm. She was really good at sort of biding her time and sort of taking mm. the punishment and then striking when she knew she could absolutely decimate her right. enemies. And I feel like in the world of Game of Thrones, it would probably be smarter to sort of take a step back here mm-hmm. so then you can attack later on more smartly further on down the line. See, that would be my opinion in the game. Yes. In real life, I'd be like, hell no, get off my <laughs> get off my sister. Like, I'd be like, no, Ramsey, and go after him. But, also, um, in that game, um, I think I'm Ethan Forrester, I think, is the DD mm-hmm. player. He does get stabbed by Ramsey Bolton regardless of what yeah. you do. He yeah. just comes straight up to you and gives you the old shiv. So, yeah. it's, it, you know, you try to do well. It's very intense, that. I was very shocked. Wasn't it? I know. I was like, oh, well, I, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, it's Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that. And I was like, but we spent all this whole first chapter with him, yeah. but I guess it doesn't matter. And um, the next one down is um, initially from The Last of Us, but is also in Spider-Man, although you don't get a direct, well, you don't get that much of a choice in The Last of Us, but at least it's in-game kind of thing. More of a cutscene in Spider-Man. Um, but the question boils down to just, would you save one person you love over millions that you don't? Um, the <sighs> thing from The Last of Us is that Joel decides to save Ellie at the detriment of um, her potentially providing a cure to cure the, cure the rest of the world. Um, in Spider-Man, it's the difference between Aunt May and the rest of New York um, and how that goes down. Um, but yeah, that's the, the core question. I would totally always save the person I love. I don't care about millions of people I don't know. I think this is a funny one. Go on. Because you've grouped these two together for obvious reasons. Yes, Yes. it's a real uh, belly churner? Belly slapper? Slapper? Belly slapper? Belly mover? Slapping belly thighs? We're recording this at at 3pm. I think these questions are subtly very different. Because in Spider-Man, when Aunt May is on her deathbed, he knows that the cure will work and will cure everyone else. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of, you know he is directly dooming the entire like population of New York at this point mm-hmm. by if he saves Aunt May, which is a kind of horrible choice. 
but in that situation, probably the only morally correct one. In The Last of Us, I think, even though I still do think Joel is kind of a villain, I even did a Oh, he's totally meant to be. Yeah, he's totally meant to be a villain. I feel like it's left more ambiguous. There are hints that, you know, it might not work anyway. Mm. They don't give um, Ellie, you know, the choice herself. They don't wake her up and be like, Oi, Ellie, this is your head. Do you want to Mm. die for, like, the rest of the world? Whereas Aunt May, sort of, she's cognizant at the time. Uh. She's awake. She tells Peter, like, kind of what he needs to do. um, I thought Ellie at the end said that she was like, Oh, no, it's my time and it was my choice and I was ready to go. Is is there in the last of am I making this up or is there there's a, a bit where they say there's loads of other people that have died from tests as well? It's definitely which they, Joel, which they don't tell her yeah. about. Oh, Jill definitely says that to Ellie as a way to convince her that it wasn't going to go forward anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I, th- I just thought that there was like mm-hmm. a bit where they were like, oh, we've tried this on other people mm-hmm. and they've all died. But that might just be me. That's definitely what Jill tells Ellie. Yeah. But I don't know how much like truth there is. But even in the abstract, like that idea of like, yeah, would you prioritize someone you love that you've like been with for some considerable amount of time over? The populace. It is. It is in the detail. The devil's in the detail Go on. because it is. It is absolutely right that it's. It's whether you do my whole populace for certain that you'll save your loved one, or mm-hmm. vice versa for certain that you'll save the the people. Let's just say it's definitely for certain. It's definitely for certain. Okay. Well, selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, 
Because mm. <laughs> the, the whole point of the question is whether the the like I said the the love of the relationship with one person is worth more quote unquote than millions of people that you don't know. It's just that idea of, of breaking down like human worth. I don't know. I don't Ooh. know. I, again, morally, you should say yeah, I'll save everyone. But like, it, it depends on who's on the line. You know mm. what I mean? Like, because mm. I remember I had this conversation with my wife, and I mentioned this in the voiceover. And um, but we both talked about this, and she was like, "I wouldn't save you. I would save the world." And I was like, "Well, I would save you." So <laughs> good. Glad we yes, got married. Yeah, then. Thank you. Put this in my vows. <laughs> I know. Just sort of like well at least I know where I stand I'll go and get on the surgery table I then. think I think you know maybe this is me self-aggrandizing myself and mm. making myself out to be the hero I think I could sacrifice the person I love the most really if it's guaranteed to save everyone else we had a nice one-to-one -one conversation about it and they were like yep you know what do it, Josh. What, if, what if they weren't? What if they were like, "Please save me! I don't want to die." Like, yeah. oh, if they were like, "Please save me! I don't want to die," then you'd give right in. I'd give right in. I'd give in to the peer pressure and I'd have a cigarette and I'd be like, "Oh God, I don't want to do this, but also I'll save you." And then it's just you and that one person, like the end of Inception uh, for the yes, rest of time. A little bit. Yeah. Oh man, that's hard. Actually, Oof. this is where I, I know that's the thing. It needs to, I mean, obviously, you need to go with the whole idea that it will definitely work. If there's any sort of grey area, then it doesn't necessarily work as a question. I'm but, stressed. I don't like I this question. Yeah. Breaking it down game by game. Mm -hmm. I would do what Peter Parker does in Spider-Man, and I'd also do what Joel does in The Last of Us. That's my final answer. I think I would okay. save Ellie if I was in. If I oh, was but, in so both position. times you pick the person you love. No, it's Spider-Man. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, I guess see what the last of us. About life is strange because that's another one that plays on mm -hmm. the same thing. What would you do in that? What did you do in that? Uh, I didn't get that one far through. I know the choice. The whole um, mm. choose the bay or your friend or whatever. Bay or bay. Uh, bay or bay. <laughs> I um, mine's always going to be the person that I love. Because it well, it depends. On, in that one, you're closer with the people, other multiple people that you know in the bay or whatever, as opposed to in The Last of Us um, or Spidey, where the random populace is meant to be more like nebulous and meant to be more like just a mm. group of lives versus one life. For me, that's always the core of the question. Like, there, obviously, there are uh, granularities to it, but mm. for me, it's yeah, person you love, millions uh, that you don't. Uh, you don't have to pick one. It can just be a big old impossible uh, question. <laughs> I think generally, I think generally, I don't know. Cool. I feel like I should say that I'd save everyone, but I don't mm. know. I'd, until I'm actually faced with like, oh, I put a knife in us. Like, I wouldn't actually know. Like, <laughs> well, that's also true. It's like, it's, like, me. it's like, what have you got to do? Like, in sort of, you know, Aunt May's situation, you've got like the violet, you can plug it in, but you're not like, you're you're killing her by not doing something, but you're mm. not stabbing the knife mm. in. Whereas yeah. I feel like if it was sort of Ellie, like... You well, just, in Ellie, you just need to step away oh, and it'll happen. You walking around while... Well, you, you being there while someone else is like cutting her head open and getting... You'll be in off. the room. I know, but you just know what's going on, don't you? Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas you can be there with that mirror where you can't be there with Ellie while there's horrific things uh -huh. happening. There's like, the devil's in the details yeah. and I don't like them. Because okay. they make yeah. you feel upset. I think we leave this as an open thing. Uh, people on the video side can let us know down in the comments, or you can come find us on social media if you're listening on audio stuff. Oh god! Because this is one big awkward question. Yeah. But I would also um, stress that it should be taken in the abstract. You should take it regard like the games are a good way to get to this question. Mm. But the core of the question is one person you love, one individual versus millions that you don't. That's the question. Millions that don't. Millions that don't. Interesting. I think I'd have to go with millions, you know. I'd have God. to. That's millions of lives on yeah. your consciousness there. But is that going to make you feel better when you're sitting at home without the loved one? If, yeah. they're, all, if they're all really horrible, then I'd be well, on the you save all the bad ones as well. I'd rather take one really good one. I'd get a really <laughs> bad get a really bad God complex if I saved millions of people. Though. I'd be like, ah, you owe your lives to me. Yeah, you'd be walking around <laughs> on free McDonald's for the rest of my life. Fair enough. Um, next one down is um, Heavy Rain, which is kind of like a, a modification on this question because there's the bit at the beginning of Heavy Rain and um, where one of uh, Ethan's first I think it's called Ethan yeah Ethan's first test most of Ethan's today isn't he yeah. called Ethan he is Ethan yeah. Mars um, one of his first tests is to um, sever one of his fingers to prove his love for the child that he's trying to save so it's literally that it's would you um, sever one of your limbs one of your fingers limbs sorry. digits 
We'll get to limbs later. Um, <laughs> is ever one of your DJs to save can, a child? Can I pick which one? Yes. Oh yeah, Pinky gone. I think is he. I think he gets to pick which Wait, one in the a game. A child or a child I know. A child you know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, a, a random one. No? I'll discard the randoms again. Actually, I don't... shouldn't matter. All, <laughs> yeah. all good children, man. <laughs> they're not. Have you been to the Metro Center in Gateshead? They're yeah, not right. all good. They're children. not good children. No, they're horrific. Yeah, I'd rather like I'll cut off all the limbs to get <laughs> to get rid of them. But um, yeah, I think it's that thing of like yeah, I think in the game he picks a particular. Finger. I think he gets rid of like his pinky. Mm. Um, not that like you said, not that it necessarily matters. But if it's one of the end two, if it's the ring finger or the I love pinky, you're ranking by finger. Yeah, no. <laughs> if, if it's thumb, no way. Like Fair. if it's pointer finger, no way. Middle one, uh, debatable whether I like him or not. Mm. And then the last two, go on, they can. You go. probably live without your like your pinky or the end yeah. of your pinky. Those anyway. those two, yeah. absolutely gone. Ring finger, pinky, fine. Whatever kid <laughs> it is, save him. I have a feeling <laughs> that the one he does is like the Assassin's Creed finger. I think he gets rid of. The ring I don't remember, actually. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, this is all uh, outside the point. Would you guys get rid of a digit to save a child? Another classic one of, I would like to say, uh, yes, I'd get rid of it easily. I'll just chop it straight off. But in the <laughs> moment, because I'm so squeamish and I'm even scared of needles, <laughs> could, I, I'm like, oh, could, I even, could I bring myself to chop off any part mm. of my body, even if I had to? Even in a life or death situation, it's kind mm. of like, you know, when you're watching the Saw movies and you sort of think, ah, oh, I could do Easy, mm. but you couldn't, could you? No, Where you did you watch the if you thinking I could do that easy? Well, you know, <laughs> when his foot's coming off, I was well, like, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on, then. Snap it off, man. <laughs> Give me, I'll do the other one as well. Yeah. Though, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know what I mean? When you're in one of those situations, you like to think you could do it, yeah. no problem, because you like to think you've got the courage and the bravery mm. to do what needs to be done to save someone or save yourself. Mm. I don't think I could. I don't <laughs> think I'm, uh, I don't think I've got what it takes. I, I think, think I've got the, guts. the specifics of what I said, like where mm. it's like you think about the utility of those specific fingers, like, yeah, thumb, index finger, point, pointy finger. They're all very important fingers. Um, whereas, like, the little pinky and the ring finger. Yeah, I don't you use get them. get rid of the tips of them, it's fine. Uh, I just sometimes I just blend makeup with them sometimes. <laughs> that's about it. Like, I can, I can use a brush. I to can be use a fair, brush. Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath cut all of his fingertips off in a thresher when he was a kid, and he played guitar really. He's got little plastic bits put on. Yeah, yeah, so, right. Plastic so there's bits, one mate. big thing that you guys just don't seem to be questioning here. It's not which finger goes. It's the process of getting those fingers off. Yeah, if it's a yeah. clean cut, it's if clean it's like cut. machete it off, fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if it's like if it's like slowly, like 127 hours in, rip yeah. through oh, the like nerves yeah. and stuff. Gerald's game, you know, when she's yeah. no, the no. degloving. No. Oh. no. PC. No, it's the one from uh, it was in the game because you get to pick what you want to use. I don't know what the cleanest option is. There is a blade, but there's also like, like a, a weird crowbar, like a crowbar. There's like a thing where. He like jabs it. The, the bit on the end where he like jabs his finger in. How can you do that one-handed? Not the case. Uh, I'd literally smack my whole hand trying to do it. Whack the finger off. There's totally a thing where he uses like a bar with like a point on the end of it, and he like jabs it down to get rid of the the uh, the tip. But that's not the that's the thing. Would you remove your tip? Yes. Yeah, so would you move your tip to save a child with no a crowbar? Um, but yeah. So that one's heavier. The other one um, that we put down, which is a massive one, is, is Fable Two, um, which is mm. the split at the end of that game where you choose between wealth, love, or sacrifice. Um, wealth gives you a million gold, so that's essentially your you know a personal hey. well-being. Uh, love resurrects your family and your dog, and sacrifice brings back everyone who died in Lucian's Spire, which is this massive um, sort of construct, this big prison type thing yeah. um, that this uh, evil dude Lucian's been looking after for the entire game. Um, again, millions of innocents you haven't met. Um, so yeah, God, it's your personal they, they well-being. Gotta stop this. I know it's <laughs> your personal well-being, all the gold, your family and your dog, um, or the millions of people that you don't know. Three-way tie. Well, I, I can't remember Fable 2, so I'm right. going purely on the question. Always here. abstract, and baby. Always abstract. In this abstract question, it's the dog. It's the dog. And my family is Over an the world. bonus, you know what I mean? But mainly just, for the dog. You were just campaigning for saving the world before. Yeah, Put a dog not, in. Yeah, because the dog was part of the world before, where this is directly my dog. You Good know, Lord. I can choose 
listen, the dog's always going to get top billing when it comes to... <laughs> the dog's not going to last that long. It's only going to live for yeah, like five gonna, years. It's going to give me the comfort I need for those oh. five years. How dare you? Mr. <laughs> I would choose my loved one over the fate of millions yeah. two questions ago. Now coming at me for making the no, same I'm, choice. I'm with you, but I'm with you on the on behalf of my family members, not the dog. Well, I'll both. You being in a completely my abandoned dog, world. Are dogs not part of the family? Yes. Well, I'm a cat are they person, not? So yes, you hate dogs. They're better, to be I'd be like, well, go yeah, off, off with you. Go it's on. Fine. It's more like a, it's more like a package deal. Like I'm there mm. for the family. If the dog gets there, then it's fine. The dog gets. But, all right, how you doing? Yeah, how you doing? It depends what kind of breed it is. If it's one of those slavery ones, I'm probably not. I'd go not for money. Yeah. Mm, no, you? you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You do No, no. In uh, in Fable Two, I had so much money. I was like, wow, this is needless. Mm. I'm already a millionaire. <laughs> it's like, like wiping my ass. My. <laughs> <laughs> million dollars like oh, what's this more money Good. um i think uh, it would have to be it'd have to be loved one in that situation because the spire you know what they're already gone uh, yeah. in that game in that specific scenario like <laughs> that sounds really horrible actually but like i, I don't Does it? i feel like in that game you, you're so close with your family and your dog like, that was the choice i always made and mm. i already had loads of money in real life um if it's because it's saving people from an already that already happened fate you mm -hmm. know what i mean it's not it's bringing someone back from the dead mm -hmm. you'd always go for the personal option because it's it, it's supernatural it's something that could never happen again whereas if it's stopping a, a bunch of people from dying or bringing them back i think that's also a, a devil in the detail moment right. where I, I bring my loved ones back from the dead mm -hmm. but um i think if it was like saving millions from a horrible fate i would have to make a distinction which is a choice. really weird distinction to make <laughs> but um, I think that's that's the difference mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. me there I'd also go for the loved one fair enough Josh uh, Johnny no. Rich mate yeah nah well you, you know I just made a point if you're rich you can buy loads of dogs you can buy new you loved ones I mean? yeah you can you replace your dog you can just buy a new Do village that. now I'll be the loved ones I think in this situation mm. it makes sense I feel like that's what I'd be fighting for in the first place mm. if I wasn't right. Fable 2 Otherwise, I'm not fighting to be rich. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I love that, like, there's all, like, the dogs. I was in that game. I was really? like, how much can I accrue, baby? Give me <laughs> yeah, some that whole, like, tie-in mobile thing. <laughs> Pub games all the way. I think in your scenario, it's like the family's lined up with the dog, and you see the dog, and you go, I'll do that. And then the, yeah. the family members don't even have to beg for anything. You're already in. No, the dogs, the dogs give free. me those puppy dog eyes, and then, yep, family members, ah, come on, you can get it. But the <laughs> thing is, the thing is, in the DLC, you get the dog back for free, It's baby. true. That sort of kind of negates the whole point of the <laughs> yeah. ending of the mm. game, but it was good to learn. Uh, mine would also be the loved one, mainly because I want my loved ones. And the, the dog, if it's you a dog, what? loved one. I respect cool. that you've stuck to this whole gimmick. Yeah. You know what? The yeah. gimmick of the love. Gimmick of. The gimmick of love. <laughs> yeah. The millions of randoms can go random off. I'm not bothered. Um, last one is uh, Walking Dead Season 1. Now, I said we get back to something more than limbs. Sorry, more than digits. What about severing limbs? There's a whole bit in the first uh, game, Season 1 of The Walking Dead. I've been bit by a zombie, that one. Well, that's what I'm saying. So in the zombie thing, yes, mm. if you get bitten by a zombie, would you then cut out your entire limb off to stave the infection? or do you just let it take its course because that's the context that you're in every single time you cut the limb every single time if you're going to die anyway you might as well hack your arm off and see if see, you can I survive in the moment when he gets rid of it then when Lee uh, severs his arm they believe that's cured him don't they yeah they do yeah. Yeah. so I guess for me the abstract question is like yeah would you lose a, lose a limb under the guarantee that you'll be fine like the die anyway thing is almost ancillary because it's like well either you're losing a limb yeah. To, like for the greater good or you're not yeah. kind of thing it's lose a limb or die yeah yeah who's doing the cutting though <laughs> I think someone else. Yeah. I think someone else cuts your arm off. Someone you can ask, You can get some someone else. Some bloke with a crowbar. It's not. It's not what you want. <laughs> it's just the tip it off. Comes in. <laughs> uh, yeah, it depends how uh, how safe you want to be. I think another another caveat here. If someone Every else time. is doing, like, it's a lot to take in, right? You can't just throw a question like. Can we just sit down and say yes or no? Do you want to cut your arm off? And I need more details. I need more facts. 
If it's someone else. This is you on the surgery table. <laughs> yes, it is. Come on, doctor. Help me out. <laughs> I need I'm more facts. I need more facts, son. Um, if it's someone else doing it, yes, cut it clean off. Okay. If I'm in charge of the cutting, oh. again, I think I'm too much of a wimp to actually go through with it. I'd like to say yes, get it away, because mm. that's what I want to happen. Mm. But in that moment, can I do the 127 hours thing and just whack wow. that baby off? No, that's right. Here, I'd yeah, it's, it's up here. Take it's it off. Shoulder bit, which I don't think you can actually do as a human. Well, now you have to crack your bone. You have to break your collarbone. Oh, that's a bad way. You have to at least way. crack your collarbone, and then whatever else is around oh, there. You can tell so you have to, horror videos. You have to dislocate it, either dislocate it or crack a bone. Okay. And then cut through the cartilage and nerve system that goes there. Also, your lymph nodes are there, which is a prime time for infection. I've got to say. Lymph nodes? Yeah. I don't want my I don't want to lose my lymph oh, nodes. Oh, next time I ask for more facts and information, don't give me more <laughs> facts and information. <laughs> this is what you get if you if you invite the you know the fact overlords, they'll tell you all the bad stuff too. <laughs> which is true. what you want to know. And um, we might as well end on one more just for the, the literal crack of it, which is the end of Mass Effect 3. Um clearly one of the most divisive things ever or whatever. Um but the end of that game sort of gives you a three-way um, mm. decision between um destruction, control, or synthesis, and um, big alien overlords called the Reapers are bearing down on humanity or civilization or whatever, um, and you as um I was going to say General Shepard, Commander Shepard, <laughs> gets to make a decision between one of the three things. Either you destroy them forevermore, the cycle won't, con- or the cycle will continue, but you'll get to destroy this current version. I point to Ash because she knows Mass Effect things. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, there's a potential for them to come back because yeah. everything does. But you get to save this cycle and they only come back every like 8,000 years or something. It's a long time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you either destroy the Reaper invasion, uh, you either destroy the Reaper invasion, you learn to control them where you sort of weirdly go inside them, maybe you can use them for some sort of good or whatever, but you mm. lose your uh, But you, you become life. you become the cycle then. Yeah, you then. become them. Um, or you do uh, the synthesis ending, which is the one where you somehow merge synthetic and organic life into some weird monstrous hybrids but everyone's cool with it but what would you do uh, what did you do i picked destroy the first thing i did as well yeah because yeah, i thought the idea of synergizing with the reapers uh was it felt weird it felt icky it felt odd didn't want to do it <laughs> didn't want to trust them because i mean this star child's come out of nowhere mm. and he's going oh you lad this is this will Howie, be right. Howie, stick it in. Howie, <laughs> get me tip off. Uh, uh-huh. And he was like, he gave me these choices, which all seemed bad. So mm. I was also thinking, am I being manipulated here? Am I going to, mm. you know, join the Reapers and then, you know, end up doing their bidding? So I didn't want anything to do with them. I wanted to make sure they were all gone. Mm-hmm. So the destroy option for me was the only one. I thought, you know, blending synthetic with organic life without asking anyone was a, you know, that bit was above my pay grade. Actually, you know I, mean? I weirdly cared about the millions of people in that choice. So oh. I didn't want to, because well, I was just like, I couldn't visualize it. I was like, what does, like, if a robot sign next to a human, when that choice gets made, they just zip together? Like, I honestly couldn't fathom it. And they kind of got to it in the extended cult, but not really. Ooh, I went weird. straight for synthesis. Did you? Yeah, I was like, the whole thing is, ooh, see, right, okay, ooh. right. The Mass Effect series about destroying the Reapers. Yes, that is your mission to not choose destroy is basically usurping the whole thing of mm. what Shepard has been doing this whole time. Mm. But again, that's your prerogative. Um, I chose to do synthesis because it's like the evolution of humanity. It's only at a certain point we can reach as fleshy sack bags. <laughs> I'd, That's what you think. They've yeah. discovered de-aging. Carry but, on. But, um, and also, I'd made Edie and Joker bang the whole time. And I was like, <laughs> I really want to see the evolution of this come into like little robot babies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I feel like AI technology... I also um, like protected the geth and saved that sort of thing. I was very much for AI being a sentient life form mm-hmm. and um, having its own existence. And I feel like control was... Um, was It wasn't it, that icky gross. Um didn't want to be inside the Reapers. And then Destroy was wiping out years and years of 
evolution and technology and things we'd work towards on like a mm. on a futuristic level, like a, something the mass relays and everything, all that sort of thing, have obviously come from big alien biomechanic sort of things, which were basically combined things anyway. I just thought it was the right choice to make. Interesting. I, yeah, I did the destroyer one because I kind of thought like, yeah, they're, they're, they're the big bads of the mm. whole thing. And if we're doing contextually, then at that point, I was so done with Mass Effect mm. 3 anyway. So I was like, burn it off. Oh, yeah, just let me get out of here. Yeah. I hated it. And I hated that synthesis was even a thing. I just, like I said, I couldn't visualize mm. it. I just mm. couldn't get it. I thought like, yeah, does it mean that babies are now born in their half machine? I just, I couldn't get it at yeah. all. Um, so that was always my thing. Funnily enough, I think this links to the very first very second question about Horizon Zero Dawn mm. because in the Destroy ending, which I chose, one of the perks of it was that no one has all this technology. You have mm. to start from scratch again. Yeah, you kind of have the knowledge, but you don't have the means to build it. Mm. So it's not going to be for generations and generations down the line that you get back to that point. And for me, that was a nice little reset button because you have mm. you get the maintain the sense of culture and history of humanity and obviously the rest of the alien races. Yeah, all that but also, awesome. you get a nice little reset button and then you don't have to worry True. about this again for generations upon generations upon generations. Generations. Mm-hmm. I mean, it remains one of like the most divisive and weird endings to any sort of major franchise, anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what makes it so like fun to talk about, even though the game itself has like a hell of a reputation at this point. Can I add one more? You can, but we're out of time. Ashley or Caden? Must oh, it was Ashley all the way. Look, Caden. Caden. No one wants Caden. No one. That was a joke. That was a joke <laughs> question. No one's supposed to go for Caden. No one ever. I went with saved Caden because. Ashley was a big space racist? She was. I didn't realize that she was a space racist. Is no, she space racy before you make the decision? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, she, she's, yeah, she's a bit of a like xenophobe with, with stuff like... I know that, with, but with I, a, I don't alien racist. So I was like, yeah, go on, you know what? Caden might be a weird creep, but like at least... <laughs> yeah, at least he's not a mad <laughs> yeah. racist. But then, Boring uh, creep. Mm, I don't know, I feel like they both grow and change as characters so much, but say I did both run-throughs, one with Ashley and one with Caden, and Caden um, was such an annoying prick the whole time. I was like, please get off my ship. I, I didn't want to save dead. either of you, Please get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, because it was like I was younger and it's like, you know, young boy, I'm gonna save the girl. Yeah. That's all I care. Oh, and we then, are weak and do yeah. need saving and everything. It's true. Thing, and, yeah, and, like not, and even if you're racist, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't mind at all. I'd rather have that than a bland man. So I just, he was I went, a bland man. No, he was a bland man. He's so, yeah. a yogurt boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's just your full on ticket to the comments question, alongside all the weird death and philosophical stuff, is whether you picked Ashley or Caden. Um, but yeah, let's know what we think down, the, in, down in the comments below if you're following on the video side or can find us on social media if you're listening on any of the audio platforms. For now, though, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ash Millman. Goodbye. And George Brown. Goodbye. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, you said see ya? See ya. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna be ya. Later. Later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.